Welcome to Pachamama's Sacred Paths podcast. This podcast was created with the purpose of informing and sharing ancient ancestral wisdom relating to shamanism and sacred plant medicines, as well as other modalities of spirituality. Our mission is to share a safe and reverent understanding for anyone who is interested in healing and growing through shamanism, sacred plant medicines, Hinduism, and silence. If you would like to experience firsthand the pragmatic transformation that shamanism has to offer, please visit our retreats page, pachamamasacredpaths.org, at asimo.org, or you can click on the link appearing on the screen or go to the comment section below. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Thank you for joining us in this episode. Uh, this is uh, Pachamama Sacred Paths podcast. My name is Andres Villa. And I'm Sabrina. And uh, we want to welcome you to this to this uh, beautiful, really amazing continuation of this um, sacred medicine series in which we will be talking about uh, Mother Ayahuasca. And uh, today I have the pleasure of uh, hosting and we have a very special friend of ours. Uh, she's our guest today. Her name is Araceli. Hi, Ara. Hi, guys. How are you? Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate of course. it. My pleasure. And uh, so today we're going to be uh, talking a little bit about um, uh, a few things. Uh, we're going to be talking about the different kind of brews that ayahuasca is, a little bit of the experience, and uh, and also what what I'm particularly interested in is what are some of the um, spiritual benefits, emotional, mental, spiritual benefits of uh, Mother Ayahuasca, right? And uh, but before before any of that, and we're gonna grill the hell out of you today, Ada. So uh, we want to we want to uh, begin first and foremost. I don't know if if you're okay with uh, sharing a little bit of your story. How is it that uh, you became uh, you know so familiar, and, and and what drew you to to the medicines, and what has been your path? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's been it's uh, very interesting, and uh, it started a little bit over two years ago when um, I was looking for alternative ways to heal my depression Mm. and i was going through a very very dark time and a friend of mine introduced me to a place in costa rica Mm -hmm. and i decided to go there and try it out i really didn't know very much about it i just know that they served different types of medicines Mm -hmm. and so i went there and you know, in this place, they served four days in a row, and each day it was different medicine. And what was it interesting was is, every day? yeah, it was ayahuasca. One night it was um, Santo Daime. Another night was mm. uh, one from Peru. Another one was one that was brewed by by a shaman there. And then the last night it was uh, yahe, which is a brew from Colombia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when you know as i as the nights progressed it was just so incredible the way i went in there with absolutely no expectations and just completely just surrendering to whatever whatever was going to be my experience and uh, what was really interesting with the medicine it basically guided me and it told me what my life was going to be up to kind of around this point where I'm at right now Ah. and everything that the medicine told me was going to happen happened and I I couldn't believe it at the time you know even meeting you you know it's like you're going to have a teacher and then 
you know, and then after that, you're going to have this other teacher, but don't look for them. It's just going to happen. And, and I thought I was going crazy. You know, I was <laughs> like, this is nuts. Like this is, you know, now I look back and it's, it's absolutely incredible. You know, um, I gotta say, uh, just a quick parenthesis. It's, uh, I've always been like fascinated and been quite impressed on your, how, how you, you tune in and you receive like this, like crystal clear messages. I remember you sometimes sharing It's like, I saw mm -hmm. this and, and I, I received this message and I'm like, that's really freaking specific. Either you're going crazy or you got something <laughs> special and, uh, and here you are like yeah. leading the way now. Mm -hmm. And so then you, you, uh, so we worked together for a little while and, and then, um, you felt, you felt the call to go to where, where are you now? Well, it, it was, it wasn't, you know, I, it was Colombia. It's, mm -hmm. it, you know, and, and what was interesting is the medicine told me, the medicine said that I would be going home and that I would be going to Colombia. And I didn't understand that. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, when I, when I drank medicine with Taita Juanito, which, which is who I'm studying with uh, right now, uh, the medicine told me he would be my teacher. So I spoke to him and I, and I said, you know, um, this is what the medicine is telling me. I'm not sure if I'm going crazy or if it's true, or I'm sure you hear this all the time. Probably and he, you know, he just said, let me, let me study it. He says, let's drink tonight and I'll let you know. And then he said he had a vision about me and, and that he wanted me to go to Colombia. And I literally like a week later, he called me, he says, okay, come to Colombia. And I packed my bags and, and I've been there since January. You know, and I just I come back for a couple months because he does retreats here. Um, but uh, it, it just that's, you know, what the medicine said was going to happen and that I would go study with him. And, and that's what I've been I've been doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you were sharing with us a, a little while ago that it's likely that that's that's going to be your path for for some time to follow. Right. Yes. And, you know, I don't know. You know, like it's a, it's like Taita says, you know, being in this path doesn't mean you're going to be a shaman or a healer. There's so many ways where we can be in the medicine and help out in so many different ways. You know, uh, for me, what I want, you know, is to be able to help people get through their healing. And if it's for me to help out yeah. in ceremonies and ways where even if it's just, you know, right now I'm, I'm, I'm learning to become a healer. But but I'm also you know helping to coordinate the the um, right right the ceremonies yeah. you know yep. yeah it, it, the work comes in so many different ways there's no there's not one small job or one big job every job is important mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome that's awesome mm -hmm. and uh, so do you mind if we start with a few a few uh, questions we can of course our conversation. Uh, mm -hmm. What would you like uh, to ask, Serena? So, Arceli, it, it sounds like you've had quite the rounds with the different mm -hmm. with the different um, ayahuasca journeys. Um, what what would you say is probably the key difference? Maybe you can talk about a, a couple of brews and, and what the key differences were that you noticed, both in the preparation and then maybe in the experience itself. Just, mm -hmm. just, I'm, I'm sorry. That's like probably a little bit direct to the point, but. <laughs> That's how I'm, that's where I'm dying to know, like all of yeah. these, this all of this exposure, you know what what does that look like in the different 
really the different cultures within the tradition and then um, the different experiences you've had with it. Yes, you know, it's it's interesting because there are different names for different brews, you know. There's ones called Ayahuasca Cielo, Ayahuasca Tigre, uh, you know, there's the Yaje. Black Vine. Black yeah, there's, there's so many, but really what I've noticed the difference, honestly, is the prayer and the intention that every um, Ayahuasquero puts in the medicine. It really is, you know, how they pray into the medicine, where they're brewing it, how they're brewing it, where, you know, um, where in the jungle. Yeah, there's so many variables and it shows when you drink it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which one how does that favorite? come through? How does, yeah, how does that come through when you drink it? You know, it comes through in your experience. For example, um, you know, some brews, um, they're more purgative. Uh, where you vomit and, you know, you go diarrhea. And for example, like, uh, at least with Taita Juanito's brew, like his brew is more when you vomit and you could, vo I mean, you could sit there and barely drink any water and you will fill a whole bucket. And and what he says is when you're vomiting is you're, you're releasing is more, is more emotional things and when you're going to the bathroom is more physical so if you're dealing with physical issues you're going to go more to the bathroom with his brew mm -hmm. and then there's other um other people's medicine where i mean i there's this one older um man that that does his medicine and i swear i'm sitting there and i'm being scolded the whole night about I did this wrong, I should have done that instead, I should have not said this, you know, because it's more like a grandfather, it's more, um, you know, more serious. Yeah, more and there's Exactly, and there's some other brews that I've had um, where it's it's very, very direct. It's, it's where I've had a very direct conversation with a medicine where I sit and it's, and it's teaching me and it's telling me how to let go of something you know um what to do next and so it really just depends on on the person and their intention for the medicine or or even who they are as a person it shows up uh, on the medicine wow yeah mm -hmm. what is which one is your 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 personal favorite is it yahe uh yahe yeah i mean listen i it, it's hard because it's very is I love it because of how deep I go, right, but right. but it's very physically it, it's really hard. It's very hard. Yeah, um, yeah. I heard it, that uh, they uh, they like they prepare some participants sometimes, and they like make him make them uh, wear diapers. Yes. Yes. No. I mean, you know, yeah, because people have yeah. accidents. The, yeah, the yeah, thing yeah, is, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, you yeah. can go so deep into the medicine yes. that you can't even get up to go to the bathroom. Really, yeah. You really don't do go. <laughs> Sorry. You go. You go beyond the body quite a bit. Oh yes, absolutely. Like I, yes, and and you know, and that's the thing that the more you study with it. The you know at least the Taita says you know what the medicine is trying to teach you is to uh, become stronger, you of know course. to be able to. Nobody can handle the medicine, I and mean, there's no such thing. It's like oh, the, there will come a point where you'll be able to handle the medicine. No, it, you know you have your experience, but you're able to because you know for me, at least with Yahe, um, the deepest work you do is the drunker you are, 
in the medicine, that the, that's where you do the deepest work. And, right. you know, the Taita says, you know, if you drink four cups, which is almost impossible to do with your head, but let's mm -hmm. say you do drink four cups, mm -hmm. you go so deep that he says that that is where you actually find who you are. Yep. You know, and, mm -hmm. but, but in order to get to that point, you have to get through so much, you have to let go of so much to, to be able to face that, to be able to handle. And, you know, for, for me is then I have to help throughout the, the, re the um, ceremony and I'm barely able to walk, but you have to do it, you know, but that's where, where the teaching comes That's where you learn to be able to manage the energy because really that's where it becomes more about energy. You know, because it's like Taita says, in order to be, be a facilitator, to help, you have your energy has to be above everyone else's. Mm -hmm. So you have to be drunker than everyone else. Mm -hmm. at, but at the same time, you have to be able to function better than everyone else. Correct. So that's where, Correct. The, where the work is, yeah. Mm -hmm. You were mentioning that uh, it was uh, like six months, you're doing like about 30 ceremonies so far in these past six months? Um. I've, I've done probably about 60. 60 in, mm -hmm. in six months. Yeah. Yeah. 10 per month. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a little work. <laughs> I know. People said, you know, that I lost a lot of weight. It's like, yes, that's the best diet you could do is yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's, it's remarkable. The medicines yeah. that you can, we can, I can observe the medicine in you. That's, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Really nice. Yeah. So between the two of you, what is the, what, what, what would you say are some of the, you know, we do screenings for people coming to, to ayahuasca retreats. We've heard screenings and talk to people. What do you, what would you tell like the general, you know, as we're talking to the, you know, this is a public podcast, you know, shared podcast. What, what would you say the purpose of consuming ayahuasca is? Why, why would anybody even bother to take this medicine? Why don't you take that and then I'll, I'll give my ladies first. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say, I don't know. I, I mean, I think anyone that, that wants to get to know who they truly are, you know, um, anyone that wants to heal anything, anyone that wants to let go of something, uh, you know, a trauma or fears or... Uh, you know, anyone that, that wants to, you know, let go of mm -hmm. the stories that they that they've been told. Yeah. And is it is it a magic? Has it been a magic pill for you, or like how how have you seen it work for you? That absolutely, I couldn't. I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for the medicine, I I could I could honestly say I wouldn't be here. Yeah. What what do you mean with that? I, I well because I, I was suicidal. There you. I yeah. I there's there's absolutely no like I was done. Yeah. And um, so for me it's yeah it's absolutely a, um, you know um, it been it's a, been a lot of work. Yeah. It's been hard work. It's not easy you know to to work on yourself. But it's been you know I've I've done it all. I've done therapists. I've done psychiatrists. I I've, I've done. <laughs> all the pills you can think of. And this for me, not only has it helped me, it's helped the people around me. Mm -hmm. And and now I can say that I'm able to help other people. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. I resonate, I resonate yeah. a lot with that. I think, I think uh, 
the medicine is, is uh, you know, a lot of people are curious, you know, to see is like what what else is there, right, other than this physicality. And so you get a lot of people in, in, in the retreats. <clears throat> however, however, in, in the retreats that we, we do, because of the intention being healing, immediately, immediately the people who are just like, uh, trying to to explore just for the sake of like the psychedelia, um, they they actually kind of screen themselves out. <laughs> you know, they, they, there's there's not so much uh, you know an, an open openness to to just like come in and party, right? There's that's really not the focus. But um, when when uh, when people do come, it's usually because exactly that, like people are having um, you know definitely some some emotional turmoil. You know some trouble there's there's consistently uh, that you know whether it is like so intense and so confusing that it can lead to suicidal thoughts <clears throat> and uh but also like medical help medical medical uh, issues uh the depression is probably the the number one cause of people reaching out and then also um just you know uh feeling stuck in life which is then leading to frustration that develops into a depression right but, uh, you know, the, the first thing is, like, people start looking at, at the consequences of the the blockages in their life, the energetic blockages that they manifest in problems with relationships, problems with finances, problems with, you know, all sorts of different areas of our lives, right? And, uh, and then, you know, when it gets overwhelming enough, they're like, okay, let me ask for help. What can I do? And then they start asking the right questions and... Here, here or there, they they listen to the word ayahuasca or sacred medicines, right? And then, and then that's when they open up themselves. But uh, yeah, what we see, I, I really, um, and I know what you mean when you say like it's like magic pill. It is hard work, so it's not like a one shot. For for me, at least, it wasn't, and I'm pretty sure you 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 can agree that it's work. You know, it's like a commitment, <laughs> and that uh, you know, people do have to to go through. And the first time, second time, third time is usually more like a like a reassurance that there's a way out and then but it's not that the, the medicine in itself is not so much that is the way out the medicine the medicine just shows us you know which is the way and then we have mm -hmm. to walk it step by step and uh you know we usually say in the retreats like the, the work begins right after the medicine's done you know because it's uh it's time to face with the whole thing but however you know like for example for you that you're doing uh so much medicine you are integrating and then you reflect and then you go in deeper and then you go in deeper. And so you, you're consistently meeting yourself and meeting all of those things. And, and so what, what starts to happen and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you start integrating as you meet the medicine. Yes. Like, um, something that, that, uh, that, that happens in, in, you know, we, we do probably like about two times less than you, the, uh, as far as medicine goes, uh, maybe, uh, well, but we, we do also different medicines, right? Like San Pedro, <laughs> Peyote, uh, and, you know, Sapito. And so the, 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 a little bit of a different path than being, you know, just with mother. Like, uh, like I, I assume you are, right? You, you guys yes. are not. So mm -hmm. it, is, it is just a little bit different, but still, this is something that we can appreciate in between, in between retreats is like there is, there is a, a, a change that starts to take place just because we're, so in, so much in communion consistently, and uh, you know this is this is probably something that you can you can observe too, right, Sabrina? Like how much it's in between retreats that uh, like it's like a whole month changes, a whole month passes. It's like life, like a, a whole shift in paradigms of 
what is possible, what is not possible, you know, like how clean you feel energetically, the whole thing. Uh, I, I think that is, it is a commitment to the medicine that, uh, mm -hmm. that, that yields, that yields to some, uh, expedited transformation. But this is obviously, you know, my, my personal experience, right? I would agree. I mean, the, the, um, by the time, I guess the, the probably about a week and a half after ceremony, uh, I feel like I'm just, you know, kind of getting my bearings from the last ceremony, probably about a week and a half and understand a little bit more about what I learned in the last ceremony. And then there's, you know, if there's additional integration that needs to happen, um, you know, that, that continues, but the, the big bubble of integration is usually about a week, week and a half for me. How is it, how is it for you nowadays that you're, you're having, uh, you know, 10 ceremonies a month? Um, no, it's been, you know, the, 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 it's funny because I used to think that the, the teachings would come during medicine and, and, and they do, but I, I feel like in medicine, I'm really more becoming stronger and, you know, even being able to deal with people, but really the teachings come with everyday situations mm -hmm. and how I deal with people and how I deal with um, emotions that come up, you know, because what I'm starting to become is become so much more sensitive yep. about my triggers and why they're there. And when, you know, and then I also have, bec you become, as you know, more almost intuitive yeah. and to somebody doesn't have to tell you what they're going through. You already know you're you walking down the street. And so, um, just learning how to deal with with those things and and you know um just everyday situations to me that's where the school is mm -hmm. you know how i react to things and mm -hmm. how you know i choose to to answer something mm -hmm. um or or how i choose to put myself in a certain situation or or not you know to me that's been like the the biggest takeaway from from the medicine you know, the, how i've grown right um, spiritually and emotionally uh that that has been the the biggest mm -hmm. agreed yeah mm -hmm. yeah i i really do uh, enjoy that part and i think that's so that's that's the that's that's kind of like the, the foundation the basis of you know what you said of, of, of you becoming the healer like learning to be a healer is through your own um knowing of yourself you know as you as you connect to how you feel then you open that doorway to also know how other people feel mm -hmm. rather than conceptualizing or judging or whatever, right? Like through seeing through filters, you're seeing through energy. You're seeing through mm -hmm. the emotion of what is actually happening in the moment. So it's like feeling, pure feeling. You develop the feeling. And, mm -hmm. then, and then you're able to really heal. You're uh, not, not heal others, but facilitate, help them through their healing, right? Right. Not that we do a job where you know you you help them go through through the process. Yes, and I think and you're right. For me, realizing how much I judged others mm -hmm. was such a like I I couldn't believe it. You know <laughs> how much time and energy I spent, 
you know, judging what other people are doing or saying or the way they look, and, you know, yeah. and then doing that to myself as well, yeah. you know, and, and letting that go. And I still, you know, I'm still working on it. You yeah. know, I catch myself. It's like, oh, okay, I'm judging that person and, and who am I, you know, and yeah. what can I do instead? And uh, that, that one was a hard lesson. <laughs> you know, one, of, one of the things that I like from, from, uh, from the keto is um, how they say, like, there's two types of judgment. Mm. There's one that is kind of like the the sort of like a constructive criticism that is more like a discernment of what is in alignment and what is not. And then there's the judgment that is a negative, which becomes condemnation. Mm -hmm. And that's the one I think you're talking about, right? Like yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It's a uh, um, yeah. I feel I feel that both get really really. And this is this is a. It, like I feel personally, that's why it's so important that uh, that you're in a lineage. Like you, you are with the lineage with with your teacher right now with, with mm -hmm. and and for for us, it's you know the Kero <clears throat> that that gives us this this discernments, this this understanding of you know how how everything is neutral except for the use that we give it. Right, it, it either benefits or it can affect negatively, and uh, and so that discernment sometimes because the medicine does does a uh, you know, I don't know if you remember a few years ago, we were in a ceremony with, um, you know, someone that had taken over 300 ceremonies and, and they're like super evolved, their psyche is like they're mm -hmm. super intuitive and they can see everything. But so as, as much as everything, all of that still develops and their ability to, their ability to sense, their ability to connect to others, they really don't give it a proper use. They, they don't, they don't understand that there's, there's a beneficial and a, and a, and and the opposite of it, as far as ways mm -hmm. we can use our, our energy and our focus, and uh, and it is important. I think that the lineage, you know, having having a a, a spiritual practice around mm -hmm. using the medicine, so that it doesn't. Uh, one of the things that uh, I don't know if you guys know, uh, Ken Wilber, he's a um, he's a scholar that you know, sort of like a guru, but more like in the scholar sense. And I think he's an anthropologist. I can't remember, but. Uh, one of the things he said is like one of the observations, he's done medicine quite a bit and, and whatnot, but one of the observations that he had was that uh, people without spiritual practices, they can become a little bit of like assholes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's not, not, not a, not a uh, judgment. It's like the, the observation that would be neutral as a, as a discernment of what is happening is they, they, uh, they become a little mean, you know, a little, yes. a little, you know, just maybe maybe aggressive maybe like discarding people like not not really disregarding uh, people's emotions are really not not caring where they're stepping things like this and, uh, mm -hmm. and it becomes like in, in the in the tradition we call it atipakui pachakutin right like the just basically um, uh, instead of like a unity oneness mm -hmm. it's more like a ego type of one is like just, just me you know like something that is excluding mm -hmm. everything else you know, instead of including everything else. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and that's why Taita, you know, talks about it's not the amount of times you drink. Is you know, he says that one person can drink two, three times and and evolve so much more than someone that drinks a hundred times. Depending you know, on yeah. Yeah, and he says it, it all depends on the work that you're doing, uh -huh. and and he, and he calls it the work that you're doing at home. He says, you know, there's a lot of people that come here and they're all spiritual and they they come they drink and, and you know it's beautiful but then they go home and they're hitting the wife or screaming at the kids and, yeah 
He says, how are you walking? Yeah, what are you, you know, what practices are you following? Because he, he talks about the importance of having a practice, a prayer, meditation, even if it's just with nature, you know, but, but having some type of practice where you're being, I don't know, accountable and, and, and it's not just you, it's, it's you and what else. Mm -hmm. And I think Andres, you've mentioned that too in some of the, the trainings that you offer outside is getting too far along and is it, you know, the, the medicine isn't going to fix you. Um, and if anything, it can, you know, that, that um, sense of power can almost make things a little bit worse if, if there's not a spiritual foundation for the practice. Yeah. And, and I think uh, it basically that, that uh, comes back to something that uh, I think we touched briefly a few, a few podcasts, a few sessions ago that it's uh, I need, right? It's like uh, not being in right relationship, like not, not having a, 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 a proper, when I say proper, it's, it's not there's a right or a wrong way, but even even having some reverence, you know, for, for the spirit of the medicine, right? Which is a, um, you know, a, a benevolent, benevolent, it's just from nature, basically, right? So it's, it's, in, it's natural, it's, uh, um, you know the 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 whole thing with not being in, in in right relationship is that what that means is that you're unbalanced, and uh, and when if you think about a, a friend that you're always calling to ask him for money, you know, and, and just like eventually your friend's gonna be like, get the fuck out of my life, you know, it's like you know I, I really don't want, and it's it, that doesn't really happen with the medicines, of course they're always you know because it's their nature to be of of service, but it's what you're doing to yourself by not honoring the 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 thing, the, the, the relationship. And so what ends up happening is in that imbalance, we, we, uh, we don't get to appreciate and we don't get to grow and we don't get to keep the glimpses in the, in the teachings of the medicine, right? There is, there is a, uh, it's the opposite of gratitude, what, what ends up happening sometimes. And so in that sense, what, uh, what, uh, what turns is what we're speaking about, like people turning a little mean, uh, and it's not something conscious, you know, it's like not something that they're, they're choosing to do. It's just something that they naturally gravitate to the, the lack of, uh, you know, lack of compassion, lack of, uh, you know, things like this, right? Like a lack of values that are, uh, complementary to unity. And so that's, that's, uh, in, in my experience, it has been, uh, I need what makes it, makes it right. And it's just, you know, simple rituals of, of reverence and devotion and understanding, uh, you know how much of a blessing these medicines are. You know, that's uh, that's my, uh, my my take on that. But how do you how do you experience uh, that, Araceli? As far as you know, when when people take and take and take. Uh, yes, yeah, Taita talks about the same thing. He talks about spiritual payments. You know, and, and talks about um, that just like the the keto, where when you take and you don't give back, um, yeah. you're you're in debt with life and he says you know at the end of the day you're going to get a receipt and yes. you know and it's even even as simple as how you take care of yourself and he said if you don't take care of yourself there's going to come a point he says everything we have is borrowed and life is going to give you a, a you know receipt and then you're going to be looking for that healer when you're 60 70 years you know i i want to solve all these issues it's like yeah. yes but you haven't done the work all this time and, and yes. it's uh, something that even with people that don't take medicine, you know, it's something that happens. Uh, it's it's just for everyone, really. It's the, the medicine or no medicine, this is just something that happens. Um, um, I think I've uh, shared with you, Sabrina, and, uh, you know, my uh, 
Brenda, my partner, she, uh, her mom was always giving, 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 and she wouldn't take care of herself. And, and that was such a big imbalance that that ended up, you know, having a lot of like physical consequences. And it was like from, you know, a matter of like, just like everything manifested and, and, you know, she was, she, she was forced to, to leave the body. Right. And, uh, um, but anyways, it, it is that, that not, uh, um, you know, like not really paying attention to ourselves and just being, it's, it's the same thing. Right. And so then when we're focused on the other way, which is only inward, just like taking, 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 you know, it's, it's the same thing, you know, we're, we're not, we're not giving. So both aspects, right. The giving and then the receiving, the mm-hmm. giving and the receiving have to be in balance. From the, from a spiritual perspective, um, you know, just kind of where we're, where we're talking in that spirituality, um, we, you mentioned balance and, and Aini and right relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I wonder if, if we might maybe dive a little bit more into that balance and how the medicine might um, kind of demonstrate some imbalance in your, your spiritual world. Um, at least as far as you guys have, have seen, maybe, you know, I don't know if you want to get specific, but, um, the reason I ask is for a lot of people who are looking at ayahuasca, it's not, you know, they're not necessarily coming in trying to be spiritual. They're coming in trying to feel better, you know, and, and maybe have a a rough time translating how feeling better might have anything to do with spirituality. So I'm, I'm wondering if we can maybe um, bridge that gap a little bit just to talk about feeling better and, and yeah. how spirituality has plays a role in that. Yeah. What have you experienced with that, Ada? Um, well, you know, it, it was interesting with me because I, I grew up very, you know, I grew up Catholic. I went to Catholic school and, but I sort of walked away from it um, just because I wasn't there was something missing, you know, there, there, I understood who God was, like I got it in, in, you know, in theory, but I didn't, I didn't get it, you know? And, and so, um, I just felt like I kept going, like nothing in my life seemed to go right, even though everything was fine. I, I didn't see it. Like it, it just, you know, there was just something just that felt heavy. Yeah. And I yeah. and I I didn't know what it was. You know, I tried different things and tried different, you know, changing jobs, changing careers and you know, um and I was always trying to blame it on something. And when I started to drink medicine and and um and and really get to understand who God was you know the and which wasn't necessarily a religion per se it, it was it was energy and it was it, it was all of it and, and it was in everything it was in me and it was everything that i did and and then i realized that the more negative thoughts you know i mean everything played a role in that imbalance that you're talking about and the imbalance was my diet the conversations that i had what i watched uh, the people that I hung out with, uh, my thoughts, everything was negative. Everything was chaotic. Everything was, you know, and when I started to go more into nature and and who God was and, and getting rid of other things that didn't serve me anymore, you know, like, I mean, I watched, tele- I watched the news for like three hours, 
you know yeah. now i don't i don't watch it <laughs> you know I, I don't you know because it was yeah being it was it was just that that chaos that yeah. you know um somehow it kept me from dealing with my own stuff to, yeah. to deal with other you know and so when i started to then look at myself and look at the things that i could do and then that's when i started to kind of go back into that balance and and then really connecting with god and myself and the god within myself you know um and and that's really where it, everything sort of changed for me and i can tell like you know where when it starts to become unbalanced again because you can you know you start eating pork again and you start you know like oh i'll watch this show and and then you know I'll, I'll be on facebook again and then you start feeling heavy and mm -hmm. you know headaches and and then i realized okay i i gotta go back to or seeing that out work you know like there's like a little bit of like maybe lack of flow here lack of flow there uh, a little bit of conflict uh in, like different different points yeah yes. right right mm -hmm. yeah for me i think that uh that one of the things that i've noticed a lot is is uh, uh you know the the source of the imbalance has been <clears throat> a lot of it is, you know, cultural, you know, the, the social, right, social uh, uh, standards. It, because, um, you know, as courteous as we're taught to be and, you know, when you do this and you don't and, and you're like the shoulds and, and, and shouldn'ts, must and mustn'ts, can't and can, uh, all of those, all of those are, are basically just impositions that are, you know, from outside of us to ourselves. And then, so, we don't really ever get get taught to um, to understand the balance from a from a perspective of experiencing like the the what it means to be balanced it's just like okay you do this because of that and so it becomes a concept it's not not really like a okay you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna feel how it feels to uh, give back to mother earth or how it feels to uh, when you receive a gift you know make something to reciprocate and just like little then I'm thinking of you know my kids right when they receive gifts or something is we, we kind of encourage them to make drawings and and you know like like uh, what do you call it the, the popsicle sticks type of like like frames for people things like that right whatever whatever it is and so it is it is something that uh, that unfortunately you know a lot of us we don't get taught when we're little we're, we're taught to pray we're taught to to you know like um, kind of like just just uh, Look for the the man in the sky that's gonna make everything all right, kind of thing, right? Not really to, like you say, like start to experience the 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 self worth within to be able to connect to that from within, you know. And so in that sense, because we're always looking at the outside from the conceptual, we we don't really get to experience in the first place, like in a in the first person aspect. What is it? What is what does it mean? You know, how does it feel to be in balance? And, and how to recognize when we're not in balance, right? And so it's the the, the aspect of the of the eye who a lot of the times is in need, and you know need of what need of of a mom, need of a dad, uh, need of certainty because you know maybe the father figure wasn't there, maybe, maybe different things, right? And so it is uh, the the ego looking for those needs on the outside based on the shoulds, shouldn'ts, can'ts, can, must, must not, all of that stuff, so that. So that it feels safe, which is all, all all the ego is looking for, you know, to feel safe and feel protected and feel pleasure, of course, right? But and and because it doesn't have that formation, that foundation of, of balance, uh, where where it has learned, the ego has expanded in a healthy way. We don't have a healthy ego sometimes to know 
which actions, in which ways it can feel safe by just experiencing the balance, then it demands the, from the from the external, demands the balance from the external in, in different ways. And so it is, it is a, a, for me, the way that the medicine has shown shown us to, to get balance is it shows us all of that that has been unbalanced. And sometimes it's somatized energy. You know, if we if we have learned that uh, we need to be happy because uh, by by uh, not not maybe maybe not stealing because you know that's pretty dramatic, but by um, being a, a really mean mean asshole manager uh, at a car dealership, <laughs> then what happens is like all of that harshness, that roughness is going to be projected back to you in the in 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 our that that mean manager. <laughs> of a car dealership so it was it was a uh, you know it comes back just projected really clearly how does it feel the energy that you carry and so it shows you and that's when people go into purging and then what is this and you and little by little you start to question what is it why why am i reacting this is like in you know this sometimes you probably have experienced quite a bit people going into what it looks like like an exorcism but it's really just all of their harshness all of their self-judgment all of these things that it's you know coming out right, and 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 it's uh so the medicine to to be brought back into balance, it just makes us aware of the patterns that we have the 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 infliction that we make on, upon ourselves and others that's uh, that that is creating the imbalance. That's that's uh that's how I feel that uh, the medicine puts you back into into Aini, into a right relationship with yourself. Right. I think for, for me, I came into this path with no interest in finding divinity or exploring spirituality whatsoever. And it's interesting in that even, even so I feel like I didn't violate that interest or expectation. It just became, you know, something that, that I understood a little bit more about myself and about the world than um, the ways that I was getting in the way, the ways that I was sabotaging my own um, manifestation well, or my, my own life. Right. right. Um, and so, yeah, the, the, I don't know that I've met anyone potentially, I guess some of the folks that, um, that I've engaged with have been atheists, but I've never seen anyone, um, who was atheist suddenly turn, you know, into a, a monk by engaging with something, you know, any of these medicines. Yeah. Um, but it is a, a profoundly spiritual experience that um, doesn't require you to go to church afterwards. I have one more. I have one more very, you know, again, specific and direct questions, mainly around the chemical, the chemical composition. We talked a little bit about the brew. We didn't really talk about the chemical composition. What is it about ayahuasca that gives you the, the you know, physiologically what changes that gives you um or, or the interactions right the chemicals within the brood that gives you these profound thought processes that end up you know moving you out of a depressed and suicidal state or you know move you out of that uh or to a better understanding of why you're there what it what chemically and i know what it is i'm just asking the question for conversations but the the, the two chemicals are dmt and the maoi right so no matter what combination it is there's there's dimethyltryptyline and a monoxamine inhibitor. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna I totally butch. I'm just gonna call it MAOI. Um, so when you when you think from what you guys know physiologically, would you do you know kind of what's going on with that medicine as we consume it? Uh, what or as it's consumed, what what's happening? Do you want to take that? 
<laughs> you know what's interesting in the lineage that I that I follow, we don't we don't get into that. We get more into what's happening spiritually, um, because to them it's it's not what's happening scientifically. It's more about why the medicine was put here and why we should use it. And, and why uh, spiritually, um, what what's going on spiritually? That, it, that I know more than mm -hmm. than like that that scientific part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, for for what I understand, um, and I, and I honor that. I, I I really that's one of the things I like about Anya is uh, not really uh, uh, dismissing any of them. And I'm pretty sure they don't. You know, they just value a lot that one, and, and they're curious with that one, with that with that one understanding. But uh, uh, just you know, for for the folks that are like a little bit more Western and they're they're interested in understanding the mechanics of it, I, I believe what happens is the MOI <clears throat> inhibits the production. The MOI inhibits the production of the enzyme that is MAO, MAO, and so the the one that you couldn't pronounce, which I'm not even going to attempt. So uh, that one, then, then what happens is because of that, the stopping of the production of that, then your, your pituitary, your pineal glands are stimulated. And so it is said that it is the third eye, which is the vision. That's, that's, that's where you get vision in your mind, right? It's like from, from here. And so in that vision, uh, it, is, it is both outward and inner vision. And so when you're, when you're looking outward, you get like all of the fractals and the whole thing. When you're looking inward, which is what we usually recommend at the retreats, then you you get to see very clearly yourself and you get to know yourself you get to you start to have an experience of yourself and in that experience then you become aware of because you're seeing beyond the form now you can see the the structure of the energy that you carry you can see the structure of your emotions and in a lot of the times because your your sight your your inner sight is so heightened you're able to see the the form and the shape of the energy and this is when people start to see maybe you know, some like really dark faces and demon looking things and stuff like that. It's just their, their energy, what they're looking at, right? And people start, you know, getting getting super afraid and panicky and things like this. It's because they don't have a relationship with it, you know, and it's everything feels like ominous and everything is like a a, a, a threatening type of experience, right? Like like life is, is threatening, you know, I'm, I should be afraid of life because there's a lot of crazies out there and, and you know, kill or be killed type of thinking you know it's just a lot of a lot of a lot of that sometimes people come with and and they they can have a hard time uh but you know this is really not the focus of our of our you know um retreats either just you know playing devil's advocate of what happened this this is a in my, in my understanding that's that's how how it takes place it is it is a a understanding um experientially what is it that i am carrying carrying in, in in such a way you know that's where people awaken to themselves you know they have these you know sudden realizations awesome yeah i know that i know that that's a, you know definitely not the focus which is why it was kind of the last question there's a, i think just general interest in what what is this and how is it you know physically what is it doing now there in there are contraindications because of you know some of the chemical compositions like if people are on certain prescription medications Mm -hmm. that you know there, there's contraindications and things like that um because of the chemical composition of the medicine of the plant medicine yeah right yeah, yeah. um that's right well, that was my rapid fire questions andreas mm -hmm. i don't know what uh what other topics or questions you had for for our well i think we're uh, we're past 40 minutes so i think uh that's great 
uh, we want, we would like to invite you again uh, in the in the future. Hopefully, not too far future. You know, we can hopefully sit with you, and we'd love to keep watching your progression. Uh, you know, serving the medicine, serving the world. You know, mm -hmm. you're meeting people from all over the world, and and doing your your part in this healing. And, and we thank you so much mm -hmm. for being here and for everything that you're doing now. No, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. That's thank great. you for coming, Arceli. <laughs> thank you, guys. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. We wish you a beautiful week. We'll see you once again. Bye, Bye everyone.